Welcome to Lights, Camera, Reaction, a movie podcast where we don't discuss the latest blockbusters, but instead we discuss movies that have two things in common. One, they're at least 10 years old, and two, someone, somewhere, thought the film was worthy of note. In this episode, Kelly Charles and I are joined by Caitlin, and we discuss the 2001 film A Knight's Tale. Written and directed by Brian Helgeland, the film stars Heath Ledger, Shannon Sossaman, Mark Addy, Alan Tudyk, Laura Frazier, Paul Bettany, Rufus Sewell, and James Purefoy. A Knight's Tale follows William Thatcher, a squire who, after the death of his master, and with some help from his friends, presents himself as the fictitious knight Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein. Ultimately, William finds true love and truly becomes the knight he always wanted to be. And while it might sound like some sappy medieval love story, this film is definitely not that. Enjoy. Has anyone not seen this movie? No, I'd, I'd seen it before. You'd yeah. seen it before, but yeah. it'd been a while? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it had been a little bit for me. I, it's one of those movies for me that I always watch on TV. Yeah, so it's, it's like, always on TV, I'll always. catch a clip of it. I'll catch, you know, half of it or whatever. Well, then I guess I'll start with you. How do you remember the film? I remember the things that I like the most about it. The plot, I didn't really remember. And even after I watched it, I was like, wait, what was the plot? But <laughs> it's really, I remember that I had the cool music that wasn't, you know, that was atypical of the, of the fantasy theme. And then I and then I remembered that the main girl had dyed her hair. Yes. <laughs> because I was like, oh, that's another thing that's like not anachronistic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Kelly, what's your experience with this film? I watched it back when it first came out, and I remember my mom rented it from Blockbuster because <laughs> she liked Heath Ledger, and we watched it, and she thought it was super good. And all of her friends hated it, and she didn't know why. And I really liked it as a kid, but then I've watched it so many times I've gotten older, and every time it's, like, even better. Especially as aging and continuing to watch it when you know more of, like, the jokes or the things that they say, like, it just gets better. So for me, this is just, like, another routine watching it, and Charles had to deal with me, like, quoting lines and stuff sometimes, so, like, because I've seen it so much. How about you, Caitlin? Well, what I remember before I watched it again was the supporting cast, Mm because I always thought they were so funny. And I think that I'd still sort of, you know, generally remember remembered the plot line and I just loved I just thought they were always so funny <laughs> they're great you, characters they're so funny did any of you guys ever like look and see what other people thought of the film or was it always just like within your own little bubble I've never been yeah. one to care for what other people think about <laughs> film. I like have to be honest I have no idea what this film's reputation is I just know everyone has seen it and I haven't heard anybody say, oh, I hate that movie. Yeah, you I would know? say the same thing. I've never heard somebody say, I, in my circle at least, that doesn't like it unless they just haven't seen it. But I did see this time when we watched it, because we, we rented it, because um, my copy of it's actually at home. But I saw the Rotten Tomatoes score, and I was like, that's Yeah, that's weird. something that we'll totally go into, I think, yeah. that I want to go into towards the end. Yeah. But I think the first time I saw it, it was your copy of it, Caitlin. Oh, Um, So, and I think this would have been, like, I would have been in college by this point. And I had known of the film, but it was never, like, I don't think this film ever hit cult status where, to say something like Firefly did, where everyone seems to be aware of it in the geek community. At least not quite to that extent. It it seemed like whenever it got brought up, there was always at least one person who would be like, oh, I love that movie. Mm -hmm. Right. It never seemed like anyone was like, oh, I hate that movie. Yeah. But it never had, like, this overwhelming acclaim. Mm -hmm. It just kind of had this simmering appreciation. So that's kind of how I've always, before I first went into it, that's how I 
always knew the film was, mm-hmm. oh, it's this film with Heath Ledger that everyone seems to like, mm-hmm. or at least enough people seem to hold it in some sort of regard. Yeah. But with that, let's just go straight into the film itself. Did anyone, was there any moment in the film or any moments in the film characters or scenes that you think stand out as something you really enjoyed? Paul uh, Bettany. What was that? Paul Bettany. He's so Chaucer. good. I, I love him and I love Alan Tudyk and... Um, Paul Bettany and Alan Tudyk and anything. I think, and, and then together? Just, and and Mark, yeah. Mark Addy too, I think, just... Oh, also, side note, did anyone else notice the cameo of Mace Tyrell as the Yeah, priest as the priest. In, mm. When they first enter, the, when he enters the church on the horse? Anyway, oh, yeah. that, that's like randomly off topic, but I just, I was re-watching it, and I was like, oh, hey! And I like it when there's like, oh, there's two actors yeah, the, from this other series that are yeah, also in this, right. like, and like however many people are in Harry Potter and also in Game of Thrones. Yeah, the right. supporting cast but. is fantastic. You have, you know, we've already said Paul Bettany, Alan Tudyk, Mark Addy, who again, Game of Thrones, right. he, Mm -hmm. you know Robert Baratheon you also have Rufus Sewell uh, Sewell as the bad guy he's always a great villain he's always a villain he's always a villain I can't recall anything that he's not really a villain in not uh, but his eye I think it's because his eyes are so piercing you know what Mm -hmm. I mean he's got these like clear and that hooded kind of yeah and he just is he's so good at it and even though as a villain he's sort of he's just a villain he's pretty one-dimensional in this movie but I don't care. Like, he's just no, so good yeah. at it. He's so good at it. And I just... Kind of a lot of the characters are... Like, he. you could make the argument that Heath Ledger's character is pretty one-dimensional. Yeah, yeah. Like, he has it. one goal. I mean, he has a character flaw in that, you know, he has pride. pride right. But, like, I mean, like, he just is a guy who wants to be a knight, and he wants to be a knight, and he wants to be the best, and that's mm-hmm. it. And yeah. it's kind of like this hero's journey or whatever. But you still can appreciate oh, that yeah. and love that. Yeah. yeah. Like, sometimes I don't need it to be anything other than what it is. Yeah. If we're and then I, I'm him. blanking on his name, so I'm looking it up, but uh, who played Prince Edward or... Like uh, the black... James Purfoy, this guy, right? Yeah, James Purfoy. Yeah, I was just gonna say he's always in like every period movie that you can think of, like because I, I know him mainly as uh, Mark Antony from Rome on HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He, just looking at this cast, and even then, just throwing Heath Ledger, who at this point in his career was still up and coming, and just yeah. he was the pretty boy. Like, yeah. He was a pretty boy. So this is prior to everyone going, oh. Man, this is actually a really good actor. actor. But like, you look at the cast; it's a very solid cast. Mm-hmm. And they all went on after this movie. Most of them Except actually do. The women. The not, not the women. You're right. Yeah. Well, Berenice Bejo, who plays the handmaiden to the main character, was nominated for an Oscar for the artist. Oh, oh yeah, okay. she was in that. Um, yeah. But Shannon Sassman has she did a couple things after or before. Yeah, I've I don't seen remember. her in a few things on but TV too. But she's sort of like petered out, and I don't recall the name of the welder actor the um, actress who plays the, um, the blacksmith yeah the blacksmith Kate well, the it's blacksmith. Laura Fre- Fraser yeah. yeah yeah. I love her character in this but I, I like I don't she know she was in Breaking Bad apparently oh okay so the big thing about this film obviously is the music like we gotta talk about that yes. because that's what differentiates this movie between just a movie about a night that is fantasy and, and it's stylized you know, whatever. And, it's not even yeah, fantasy it's, yeah. it's period yeah. drama right between that and anything else because it's got this kind of modern mm-hmm. like rock and roll music soundtrack yeah it opens with Queen I think that's probably why people don't like this movie if there are people that don't but like, I also it's feel like that's why people like this movie because if like... you just took that out like, what's really funny it's is it's really just 
everything else. It, I think you both are right because you think, Caitlin, you just said you think that's why people like it, and Charles, you're saying I think this is why people don't like it. If you actually look through some of the critics, it's hit or miss that way. It's ex- yeah. like all of them seem yeah. to touch on that. My mm-hmm. mom's friends that didn't like it thought it was weird that it had rock music, and they're like, that totally throws it off for me. I don't understand like the atmosphere. Then it's weird, and like they didn't right like it because of that. people like expect you know it's a period thing. Everything should be, but also like it, the music and then beyond that. Like I think you were saying before, Charles was like her hairstyles are very not it's funky. Period. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. they're kind of funky. The dances that they do mm-hmm. are sort of period, and then they, he like they makes blend, up the old yeah. thing, and then they start like you I know. I love that scene so much. And yeah. so it really doesn't care to stick to any sort of like conventional con- norms, right? That we, which I think is good. It's like it's piece. having the movie's having fun. And mm-hmm. I think the best part of that, and like why people who love this movie love that, I have trouble identifying with period pieces a lot of the time. These people are all of wealth, and mm-hmm. they're running around their estates, and they're having these silly little problems that I don't care about. Right. But like in this film, with the modern touches throughout, it makes me associate myself it, with it. They're, humanizes they're normal that. people, just yeah. like me. You know, it helps that we're seeing it from this Thatcher's perspective, this poor peasant boy mm-hmm. who's grown up into something else, and his peasant friends. That humanizing aspect really, I think, is what makes the film succeed for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about you, Kelly? There's a lot of things I like about this film, both the things you guys already said, but something I was telling Charles after we just watched it, the last few times I've watched it, I really like, I don't even know how to word this, because it's sort of like feminism, but just like the empowerment of women in the film, because they're always talking about, oh, you know, like, she's a prize, and she's like, no, I'm not into that. And the one reason why he succeeds with her is he, at the very beginning, never treated her like an object. Right, and like, but there's this whole battle of like, all this time where it's like, she's not going to put out because she doesn't want to unless there's like, commitment. And there's like when she goes into the church and he goes in, and then the priest's like, Oh, you know, sh-, and she's like, How dare you shush me and not him? Right. Yeah. I love that you know, part. I love that part. Like the fact that she's like a really strong character. Like I didn't really get that as a kid. Watching it, I was like, This is really cool. Like she really has a voice and she's like not going to let these men walk all over her. Like, and I also love her dad, who we never know who that is. It's not a thing in the movie. It's yeah. just like a reference. It's like it's not important to this. She's, she's making her of, own yeah. decisions. And so I agree with you. I like that. And then the, the, the black. black that's what I was gonna say. Yes, yeah. she and she's better than. than and they all make fun dad. of her, but like she makes the best armor, mm-hmm. and they're all like, "Oh, but she's a woman, but she's better than them." Yeah, mm-hmm. like so cool. Yeah, and even then, when he goads her into fixing his armor, it isn't. Oh, did you give him? Did they say I can do it because I was a woman? He's like, no, it's because they said you were a shit armorsmith. Yeah. And yeah. that's what makes her do it. Um, I forget what year that film came out. 2001. 2001, yeah. I feel like we didn't always have a lot of strong female characters quite like that. Then. Right. And especially like, in period stuff. Right, especially in period pieces. Yeah. And like, you know, kind of coming into today where we're seeing a lot more of those characters, it's cool to look back at films and see that there were some that had those female characters. Yeah. So at the end the bad guy is talking Adamar. to Heath Ledger, right? Adam mm-hmm. was talking to, to Sir Ulrich at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, it doesn't matter how much you like her because I have already made arrangements with her, her father. father to marry her. Mm-hmm. Does that ever change? Nope. I mean, I like, he gets so, defeated like, in the, like, well, he becomes, competition, but, yeah. like, who cares, right? He's still I think he was saying that more to, like, get under his skin and to, like, mess him up. Right. Mm. To, yeah. like, get his blood boiling. Oh, so you think that's not true? I don't I know. I mean, it may have been I, true, but I think doesn't it, matter. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Like, he's, he's a knight now, so yeah. I guess I, he, he has some sort of... And she's going to do what she wants anyway. Yeah, but. I bet it was true, because in some ways, you have this traditional villain. Of course, this traditional villain is going to go about getting the woman in this traditional way. I think it's an, a commentary on that system at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, like, just a subtle one about, yeah, you can go about it with love, but this guy doesn't care. He just wants another trophy. But, I mean, 
society yeah. would let him have that if nothing stands in the way and you actually do have this character who could stand in the way who gets knighted obviously has the affections of the prince yeah. it can be upended even though we never see it or it never gets explained in the film I also think. she was willing to run I was away just gonna say that and go and live so with the pigs even yeah. if after even if after everything happens like that negotiation is still That's going on. she would just up and leave like, just give it all away and mm-hmm. find somebody to marry them and make it legal and then yep. what do you do after that you know yeah. but I will say speaking about the woman the one thing that still like somewhat bothers me about that is when she asked them to lose yeah I don't yeah. like that, it that mind game thing yeah because yeah. that's so classically oh that's what the woman does and then the blacksmith character she's like oh well I find it sort of romantic so the women are just sort of classically finding that romantic that's the one thing I it, don't like either and, and I, it just bothers me it just bothers me shouldn't that be like a relationship ender yeah I just like <laughs> I because I think you know now looking at it is I, I don't think if you love if you love somebody you would not ask them to do that I think, think her thing so was that she, she wanted him to put aside his pride right you guys yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. Is the thing. I've, I've met women who would yeah, absolutely sure. oh, yeah. do that. And I'm sure. And I, I don't think she went into that conversation, though, going, I'm going to tell him to lose. It's because we were talked about how he approached her completely different to everyone else because everyone else is going, like, right, I'm going to win the tournament for it's you. It's true. I think it was. And then the pride w- went over. And right. Yeah. So he was mm-hmm. like, I'll win this for you. And she's like, You're right. It's like, That's not the thing that I want. And then she yells at him. And then. Well, and then, then she, her- she asks for poetry. And then he goes, like, And your breasts. And, like, he's right. clearly not being romantic anymore. Right. It's become physical. So it's sort of a reality check. And, yeah. I, and I get that, yeah. but I still like, I hate the female mind game. And it's played that way. Yeah. 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 I mean, it is a little bit on the nose. I think that's the problem, is that it's kind of like, of course the woman would do that. Of course the women would like that, and the other woman would like that in the film. It's not such an out there thing. It's just the thing that we all, as viewers, who are watching it from Heath Ledger's perspective, all go, well, fuck you, you know? Like, that's not yeah. cool. He even says, like, oh, and how I hate her, like, yeah. so Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, I guess aside from that, I think I like, I, yeah. for my thing, I like fawn. I don't know. What, I love it when they come up with creative ways of saying fuck in a movie mm. or uh-huh. in a TV show. Fawn, not as good as Frack from Battlestar Galactica, but pretty damn close. Um, oh my god, I never caught. I never. Ca- I was like, what I is will fawn you. It's. Yeah. I never. I was like, what is? What is that? So what we is were he watching with about? subtitles, and so we actually got to see him say fawn Fong. or fawning yeah. or like I'm gonna fawn you. It was really funny. Your life or whatever. Uh, like I mean, obviously I get that. That's like, and I I thought it was like an actual like thing and I was like what, I is, think that, what is that medieval phrase like I honestly oh it wouldn't shock me if it's an actual <laughs> word that just fell yeah. out of use Absolutely. and they brought it yeah. back for the movie Maybe. but we've already kind of started to delve into like the second thing which is was there any moment in this film or scenes or characters where you don't like that you don't really well, I mean I think I've already said yeah, right? that you one guys have already head. touched on that one moment with... that's, that's it for me too I think everything else I love like, right so I have a thing with movies, mm-hmm. and Kelly knows this, and I don't know if you guys know this or not. I hate movies where the <laughs> main character, like, is getting shit on the whole time. So, like, any Ben Stiller movie, <laughs> like, Meet the Fockers, right? Meet the Fockers is the whole movie and is... Parents, meet the parents, it, and Meet the Parents. Yeah. Is them, like, shitting on Ben Stiller the whole movie, and him trying to get out from under it. And, like, that's admirable and whatever, but it just drives me off the wall. So... There was a moment in this that I noticed this time that I didn't before. It comes out for my favorite moment, which is when he meets his dad again. Yeah. And he gets to have this beautiful moment with his father. And he says, uh-huh. you know, who he is. And his father's just crying and hugging him. Oh, my God. So it, right after that, when they find out, oh, he's not really a knight because Adamar followed, followed him, him over yeah. to the Thatcher's house. Uh-huh. So everything from that point until he gets knighted again, I hate. 
because <laughs> you hate low points of movies he's down in the dumps and he's getting shit on and Adam R comes and beats him up for no reason it makes sense it's not that it's it, a storytelling device though. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, yeah. and it's a good one you but personally fall. it you just drags it drags me down and it makes me feel bad yeah. so that well, that, I mean, that's like, the point like it means you're identifying with the that's yeah. exactly what they yeah. want because yeah. the hero falls into the pit and hits the so abyss it's and fine. the film succeeded Charles it's yeah. fine for this movie but for other movies that do it the whole movie long right and yeah. like I, I can understand like with something like Ben Stiller where it's just like it's like Consistent played up for the laughs and like mm. all that but this was just like a small section yeah. of the movie it has to happen it could have been like, worse story. yeah and it could have been oh so yeah no different yeah. I'm just saying that's that's the only part I really didn't like yeah for like, sure I mean yeah you hate seeing the other character to. and like stock anyone else have anything I have one yes. thing yeah what's your what do you yeah. it's the scene it's the one we literally just brought up where uh, she's like I want you to lose the tournament but when they're having like the debris from all the uh, oh. <laughs> lances get tossed at them. It's obviously just it's someone off screen. Yeah. But it's, I think that's why it's so funny. It is, yeah. Like it's yeah. funny, and then they're just sort of like, uh, yeah, and then she like catches it. Yeah, it's it's comical. Of course, we know that that's what's happening, yeah. and they know we know. Yeah. And that's why it's it's funny. intentional, but that's, and yeah. re- and I think that the actor's reactions just like make it the best. I, I, yeah, I love when she catches it; it's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, when she catches the because yeah. I actually do have a, more to say once we go into the Rotten Tomatoes score. Mm-hmm. So it has oh. what? I said I'm shocked. Did I have something to say? <laughs> you have something to I say. know you've been so quiet. I know it's weird. So it has. If you look at top critics, it is I think a fifty-four percent with top other, critics. So that's like, better than average, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's still technically a rotten. I loved reading through some of these where it was just like, basically, and I'm quoting here, Jeff Hevra from the Toronto Star, who I never heard of till today. Basically, a thrift store bin of borrowed ideas and careworn teen cliches. A Knight's Tale executes one of the most drastic wastes of promise this side of a gifted high school slack off. See, like, what oh. kind of promise? Like, what promise? You know what I mean? Like, what then, like, the movie exactly doesn't what pretend to be yeah. anything yeah. other than what it is. So, and it's like, strip away, um, this is Rene Rodriguez, Miami Herald, strip away its 14th century trappings, and A Knight's Tale is just a middle-aged Rocky that spares no cliche. And then... Yeah, and Rocky was one of the most successful films of the decade, so yeah. next. And then, yeah. Where was the other one? So Entertainment Weekly, Lisa Schwartzbaum from Entertainment Weekly. This is history made smaller than life. Middle Ages pageantry interpreted for stadium spectators with a limited attention spans from the age of what's up ads and foam rubber fingers that scream we're number one. Oh wow, short attention spans <laughs> in 2001. Wait till you like... I guess my whole thing, especially with like the Rotten Tomato score, while watching this film, I don't necessarily disagree with people saying that it's average. My whole thing, and I think the reason why this film stands out out has to do with the fact that it is, I think, intentionally supposed to be that way. Yeah. And, and, and I think they touch on their views, but they also miss the point entirely because, yes, it's a medieval Rocky and, yes, it is, like, this kind of average sports film, but I think that's why we have all the anachronism, why we have all yeah. the music, mm-hmm. while it has it's all fun. these moments. And it's also, it's Brian Helligan. He's freaking won an Oscar for writing. Don't tell me this guy didn't go in and intend to make it this specific film. Well, like, I don't get what people are thinking when they're, like, disappointed with something that they thought was going to be something else. Because, like, thousands of people worked on this film. Yeah. And they spent probably millions of dollars. Yeah. Because I... On this... Like, they did it like that on purpose. You know what I mean? Like It's it's not. Yeah. It's not like they happened to make the film in that way on accident or whatever. Yeah, exactly. They're choosing to make it this way, and if you don't like it, that's fucking on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where I think it's intentionally supposed to be 
be middling. I think he made this film going, I'm doing a send-up of sports films and teen romance dramas. Mm -hmm. And I'm setting it in a time period that typically gets done with all this pageantry. Mm -hmm. Someone even said, oh, it's a middle-aged pageantry. And I'm going to be like, no, 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 let's go for the fact that this would probably be more like sports fans at an arena freaking out. Let's have it be it opens with the sports I was just going to say, I mean, I don't know what people are expecting because in five minutes of the film, you immediately know what kind of movie this is. It has Queen playing, it's got cheesy lines. I mean, they're doing the we will rock you pound pound clap thing. Like, come on, you know what movie this is going to be. You can't tell me you didn't expect that within five minutes. Yeah, and, I, and it's a, yeah, it's a sports movie. Like, yeah. did you guys catch the scene where, like, the helmet flies off and the fans, like, catch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's, Great! And that's the reason why I think this film is underappreciated, where as much as I'll be like, yeah, it's an average film, it's different when it's intentionally supposed to be average, because I, I think he's making um, Brian Hel- Helgens, the director and writer, whose name I'm probably butchering, I think he was intentionally wanting to make an average sports film in this setting, and so trying to ascribe it some higher purpose or like oh it should have been more like a traditional tale is missing the point. I think you're yeah. I think you're using the wrong word when you say average because I don't think he was intending it to be an, to make it to be an average yeah. film. Yeah. yeah. But I, I see what you're point. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, conventional. He's trying to make it a certain way, but I know for myself, I I find this this film incredibly quaint and charming. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and that's I, why I think it has the staying power is because yeah. the anachronism, it's yeah. the fact that he's been playing he's basically playing with genre mm-hmm. in right. the film. Mm-hmm. And, has some sort of staying power. You know right. what this film is? I just figured. I just figured it out. This film is one of those jumbo pencils that has swirled color lead, <laughs> and it has like red and yellow and blue and green yeah, yeah, yeah. in it and stuff. Some people hate that because they just want to write with the red pen. They, if they want a red pencil, they want to write with a red pencil, whatever. But this person, this filmmaker, chose to swirl all those colors together and make yeah. something new. Yeah, yeah. It's conventional building blocks with some flair. For me, the scene it isn't just the we will rock you at the beginning. It's actually the dance mm-hmm. where he first dances. With with mm-hmm. Jocelyn because you have the, for the one time I think in the film something that approaches traditional pageantry renaissance middle ages type film where it's mm-hmm. like oh we're gonna do this dance and would you want this number and then it takes a right like, turn and it, yeah. Yeah, it yep. takes this right turn and it becomes golden year yeah it, it's like a dance a high school dance mm-hmm. this is that film right there is that idea. Like, yeah. let's take this traditional thing and just play with it. That's like yeah. my favorite part of that movie too, where they blend the songs together. Yeah, yeah like, it's oh, so, so great. Good. Looking at the film, it does a lot of the traditional sports stuff. That means the cinematography is kind of flat. And there's lots of other points where like the script is on the nose, but I think all those choices were intentional. And to where I say, yeah, I think it's an average movie. It's, like you said, Charles, I think you're right, it's conventional. Mm -hmm. And that can drag it down in terms of how people looked at it. But I I still stick with my thing, and I think they missed the point. And that's what makes this film stand out, is even if you don't know what the point is, it's it's different. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it engaging. Yeah, because I guess the critics are all kind of saying that... Like, if if they had made this film, and you take out all those modern elements, you take out Golden Years, you take out Queen, you take out you know, the dance and the hair color and all that stuff. And you left it with the same structure of being this kind of sports movie, mm-hmm. kind of turned fantasy. It would be like a one note thing. It yeah. would be like, oh, it's, they're doing a sports movie, but fantasy. It probably wouldn't but, be as good and it wouldn't be right, as memorable. Be, yeah. So to be. add this like third element to it, 
really the anachronism it, makes the film. It makes the yeah, it makes that that's the point of the film. Mm-hmm. And, and if people are like, it's like kind of like watching Lord of the Rings and be like, oh, well, I don't like how they rely like walking around all the time. Like that's the point of the film. They're going on a journey, like they're having an adventure, <laughs> right? So like, if you don't like the point of the film, or if they're like, oh, I don't like like the magic and stuff in it, it's like, but that's that's what this is. Like, sure, right. sure. So if if you're seeing like that's the part you don't like, it's just because you don't like that thing, and that's what this yeah. whole film is. Right, exactly. Mm. I think it, it just weirds. I mean, because like we said, you know, it is kind of this period piece, and there's I can't really think of any that are like that. Except maybe like Marie Antoinette with like uh, right. I think yeah, you, Kristen yes. Dunst like that. That movie kind of has like but that the, weird and the soundtrack. I think for that one was also similar, weird. right? And, and that one got really bad reviews too. But it's like I think because traditionally those films don't have those elements. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of met with we don't know how to treat this film. Right, people just don't know what to do with it. exactly. They can't just like give themselves up to the experience. Yeah, for some yeah. reason. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I read a bunch of reviews, but of course the. Late and dear departed Roger Ebert. Oh, yeah, what did he say? This movie has an innocence and charm that grow on you. He actually gave it three out of four stars. Um, yeah, I agree with Roger you. Roger so Ebert. It, and that's the thing I've always found well with Roger said. Ebert is uh, he was always willing to appreciate a film for what it was. And I feel sure. like a lot of the critics kind of missed the point and were wanting to nitpick it for the fact that, you know, it's not perfect. They're critics and they have to, yeah. right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, what would you guys' favorite moments in the film? I, I kind of mentioned mine was when he, you know, meets his dad again oh, um, after I like 12 that years. Part too. But do, do you guys have like a favorite, well, like one little. My favorite part is when she says, like, better a girl with a flower than a boy with a horse, horse and, and a stick. stick. And he's yeah. like, it's cold and long. Mom, I love that yeah. so much. Yeah. And I just think that's like my yeah <laughs> and it's so ridiculous but like Alan Dick just like steals that moment for me and I just like every time I see it, I crack up oh yes. see and that's funny because my mom and I that's like the one line we take from that movie so yes. we'll be walking around and out of nowhere we'll like the reference will hit and we'll say it and Charles used to be because he hadn't seen it at the time we'd be like what are you what and I was like you gotta see the movie it's so good like yeah. and so then whenever we watch it now it's funny because that's the line we take away yeah it's just like the greatest I, I really like the part where when he wins and like it does that shot of his dad and he's like he can't see it but like he can uh, feel it and he hears like oh, and Jocelyn says you know you're, he's won or something yeah like uh-huh. and then it like yeah. has that shot of him like crying and like taking in the moment and stuff like all the like changing your star stuff is so good it's so good I love that stuff other than the golden years dance because I, I love that that's right. still my favorite but yeah what about uh, you? honestly I think it's whenever when Paul Bettany shows up just buck naked oh mm-hmm. my oh, god yeah. yes I, I, like, because <laughs> so good. I, I love his character. It's just perfect placements too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, when I watched this 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 like most recent time, because I hadn't really been paying attention to like characters and stuff before, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm Chaucer." I'm like, "Yeah, you're fucking Chaucer." Okay, <laughs> and then, you know, yeah, then he's wait. really Chaucer. Well, oh, okay, he's Chaucer. Yeah, I thought it was Chaucer because wrote the, a Knight's Tale. Has anyone? Tale. Read it recently to even know how this even relates to other than. I read it in high school right, and I don't, I don't remember. remember. A thing I don't remember thinking about Chaucer's and I. I just remember Chaucer being kind of a rougher read because this is pre Shakespearean English, yeah. so it's lots of extra Y's and E's on words mm, and yeah. yeah, no, I just love Chaucer's character, like the character he, of Chaucer. He's so, and then, so great. Basically, it's again we're going back right to the supporting cast scene. It's just this film has a really strong cast mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. to where there's Absolutely. just lots of small 
small moments that are really good. Like the hinted at romance between Mark Addy's character. Oh and, yes, the handmaid and the hand, handmaiden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there's just like lots of little things. Yes, just that's never in. overtly addressed, is it? It's all just in like the background. It doesn't need to be. It's like doing. it's nice that it's but very it's, yeah, subtle. Yeah, but it's so nice that it's just there. Mm-hmm. Adds a layer of depth to this world where it's not just the main story is what's going on. Yeah. Right. And the war that Adamar like goes off to go be in. Oh, yeah, because yeah. like, is... you're, then you're like, oh, there's actually stuff happening yeah, in this it, world. It takes place during enough. the Hundred Years War. <laughs> yeah. Which is why you also get the bar scene. It's one of those weird things. There's lots of like historical nods because the whole bar scene is, oh, the English can't beat the French. It's yeah. because the English were at war with France. Yeah. yeah. So there's like an animosity there and mm-hmm. it just works for that time period. That's a great line, by the way, that the, he has where he goes, the Pope might be French, but, but Jesus, Jesus is, is English. English. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, that is a good line. Oh yeah. Yeah, this film has lots of just little good moments. Good one-liners. Too. Yeah, really yeah. good writing. Right. So when people say, "Oh, we want more from this," it's like those things, those are so good. That's a funny line. Yeah, it's it's a like great my thing. Line. Like the guy literally did this after he won an Oscar for best screenplay. It's yeah. like he, he, this was crafted. This was well crafted yeah. for what he wanted it to be, mm-hmm. and to think that it missed the mark on some level is you. I think missing the point. Yeah, I think those people are just people that you know. It's not that they think that it was badly executed they can't right it's, we, we're all in agreement it's it's well crafted this film right they just don't know how to watch it or or, or, or they just or don't yeah. like those things right yeah. they don't like the twisting of elements they don't like that mixed genre and so they, they don't know how to describe it they don't yeah. like it I think right and you know I mean not everyone's gonna love it but as long as like you know the filmmakers are proud of what they did then that's all that really matters because it's great at what it is it's amazing at what it is yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. like it's so the whole thing of it, a film doesn't have to necessarily be the next Citizen Kane or Vertigo it just needs to be good at what it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do we think? Does this film hold up? Well, I think the film holds up, but I think it's reputation. And I, I'm surprised it's. I think its reputation is off. I'm surprised its reputation is on Rotten Tomatoes. Do they have like a critic score? Yeah, and they then do. A viewer and score. They do. They What's have the viewer, a viewer score. score? So it's seventy. The, it's so the viewer the score is way higher than the critic score. Yeah, and I think that says something too because. Yeah. I because I I swear I'm not run across anybody not that I talk about it I tell every conversation but I feel no, like but I, I can't think people, of anyone yeah either. that is like oh that's a dumb movie but yeah. that's where I'm saying that the reputation I think hasn't held up is I'm surprised more people don't talk about it outside of like the small like like we said it's like it has a simmering understanding where it seems like a lot of people have watched it a lot of people have appreciated it mm-hmm. but it hasn't really risen above that kind of quiet passive growth and you think with like Heath Ledger after he passed more people would have gone back into his body of work and mm-hmm. picked this film as like an example of I feel like nobody did that they all just appreciated him the as Joker, Joker in right. Dark Knight which should be appreciated because yeah. right. was fantastic but like normally when actors pass way I feel like all these people dig through all of their work and that didn't really happen with him yeah and you know may not have but I just know every girl my age saw this movie and loved Heath Ledger yeah, you know what I mean same. like mm-hmm. so and so every like you were to ask almost any woman in her 20s like have you seen A Knight's Tale they'd be like oh my god yes I love it mm-hmm. I mean even because, my, da- my dad loves this movie yeah and I'm so, sure people do but I just, a 50 year old I, just, I just know <laughs> that they all saw and loved it and you know what I think can be said, said for it too is that it's just 
it's a lighthearted, fun movie, right? There's nothing, I mean, I know you said that you don't like the part where he gets beat up on, but like, I feel like hero low moments can be so hard to watch. Right. This one never hits a point where I'm really uncomfortable or right. I, I feel it's like it's, it's too far. It's very light. I can just, like you said, we always put it on, on TV. Right. It's just, that's you can why have it can on. always be on TV. Right. Because it just know? makes you happy and it's just there and it's it's exactly what you need it to be sometimes. Yeah, when you the, don't need something real serious and gritty. And, and it's a like, thing, like, if I was flipping through channels and I was like, oh, Night's Tale on. I own this movie, but I also didn't watch oh, it while it's yep. on TV. Every like, time. I, <laughs> yeah, every yeah. time. That's yeah. why I know it's like one of my favorites. If I will put that on over, you know, other movies that are on TV, like that means it's a favorite. Like, I, so I think to your point, Logan, I think that that is a is an example of it. Maybe it does stand the test of time. Maybe it's, it's always not so on obvious, TV. But it's always on TV because they, they know, know people will stop and watch it. They know. Well, yeah, here's another thing is that this film embodies not just in the way it was created, but in what the story that they're telling, it embodies this kind of underdog feeling yeah. of like, mm-hmm. eh, we're not interested in like the people who have been knights their whole lives. We're following this kid who wanted to be a knight. He wanted to be somebody important, but like he wasn't. And so I think that kind of shows too that it kind of grounds it mm-hmm. in, yeah. in the viewership that it has. Right. Yeah. yeah, I just, I'm surprised it isn't more appreciated, I guess, is my thing. Yeah. You're wanting more from it than it is. Like. Fuck them if they can't take a joke. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it just, it seems like this is the kind of thing that would somehow have like a more vibrant internet response. You know what I Because you, you know, like you always will get like Arrested Development jokes or a Firefly reference. Well, or I wonder... Well, it was 2001. Um, I, I so like, feel like it's like 2002 but Firefly is also I think TV shows are easier to well that was to, supposed to keep going too right so people right. have this expectation of it continuing and it never did and maybe it is more popular than we think it is but I think uh, you said um, Caitlin you made a good point that like it's not the first movie that I think to bring up with people even when I, I they're new friends or old friends I don't always think to bring up this movie like I would with other ones so maybe mm-hmm. it is really well appreciated but Everybody has yeah, that same Yeah, because I wouldn't stance. say this right. falls into the realm of cult film. Not quite. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's on the borderline, though. That's yeah. what I mean. It's, it's on the borderline. I guess it's a different type. But I'm wonder, surprised it's not an cult. I wonder if that's cult. because it appeals. Because <clears throat> a lot of times a cult fall their their niche. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And this, I think, has a more general appeal. So it maybe does. people aren't on the internet it's talking about it because it they don't need to find that community that also appreciates right. it. Right. When I think I mean? of like cult films, I think of like Rocky Horror Picture Show. I yeah. Think of, like, right. Fireflies, the room, right? The room, the room. right? Like these films are liked for very specific reasons and by very specific people. Yeah. So who have like interests that are narrow, and so I think you're right. I think that's totally what it is. Yeah, is that this I is, agree. This film appeals to a lot of people. Just right. the general set. People who wouldn't like watching Nights and, and my dad. whatever. Like, yeah, yeah My dad is not that at all. Interesting, but he likes this movie. He loves this He has it. He oh, owns okay. it on, on DVD. Yeah. Like, and he does not do period pieces, especially stuff like Nights and Roman. Like, that's not his thing. And yeah. he loves this movie. Depends on the person, I guess. Yeah. And that's a Night's Tale. And that's, that's a Night's Tale. tale. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy Lights, Camera, Reaction, please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. If you want to stay ahead of the curve and remain spoiler-free, on the next episode of Lights, Camera, Reaction, we discuss the 1983 film War Games. Lights, Camera, Reaction is a podcast by Team Blue Post. If you always want to be aware of what we're up to, you can always follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Team Blue Post. That's all one word. You can also find out more at our website, www.teambluepost.com.